Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Mike, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is probably the most underwhelming card that we've covered in recent memory, at least in 2020. Yeah, definitely. Underwhelming in names, but I would say that we're going to get some uh, pretty good fights. I don't know if I'll purchase the pay-per-view, though. Really? MMA yeah. Mike? You have an MMA Mike podcast and you're not going to purchase the pay-per-view? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's I- I'm going to try, try and watch it to see if I don't have to purchase it. It's at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada, Viguerdo versus Perez. That's that's the main event. Again, that like, is the main event. Not underwhelming. And, uh, it's just very, very lower tier, very mediocre compared to the other main event slots that we've had over the past three or four pay-per-views. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the first time we've had a flyweight uh, main event uh, for a pay-per-view since uh Cejudo and then probably before that Demetrius Johnson so you know the flyweights haven't quite um been performing on main cards on pay-per-view for a little bit of time so it's good to see and good to get a little exposure for for the fans but uh I think it's gonna be a good fight um and I think we're looking at that next dominant type champion in Figueredo so what's what's the scenario for whoever wins this obviously it's a flyweight title uh match flyweight title bout what what's what's the biggest storyline going into this one well with figueredo just winning the the belt officially uh by defeating joseph benavidez in his last bout uh beat him beforehand but missed weight so the the fight couldn't be official uh officially for the strap so now you know obviously he is uh the undisputed flyweight champion um this is his first title defense and he's doing it against Perez, who's the fourth-ranked uh, flyweight in the division. Um, and, you know, I I just really think uh, Figueredo is just good all-round. He's very well-rounded. He's got good striking. He's got extreme knockout power for the division. Uh, he's got good wrestling, and he can submit you. So he's a very difficult guy to beat. Um, obviously, defeating Joseph Benavides twice shows a lot, uh, being uh, Benavides with everything that he's done uh, and all the, the title um, 
fights that he's had. So it shows a lot. And also, Perez is very good as well. I mean, he's 24 and 5. He's got a lot of experience. It's just I don't think he quite has enough to get the win. And uh, I'm going to say Figueredo. I mean, obviously, he could get a, a finish, but I'm going to say Perez is tough enough. And uh, it'll go to decision, but I, I think it'll go the way of Figueroa. Um, you know, he might even pull out a sub. Who knows? But I'm going to go by decision. What's the age difference between these two fighters? Because they seem like they have just about the same amount of fights under their belt. I know Perez has a little bit more than Figueroa, but again, Figueroa nineteen and one in twenty fights. That's kind of yeah. hard to underestimate. Yeah, Figueroa is thirty-two. So. You know, not too, too old, and Perez is 28. Um, so, you know, similar uh, in age, but also pretty much in the prime of, you know, their careers as far as age-wise, you know. So that's interesting. This isn't worthy of a pay-per-view um, purchase for you? Uh, Are you supposed to cover yeah. it on the, on the next episode if you're not going to watch it? Oh, I'll watch it the next day. I'll, wa- I'll watch all the fights. I mean, I'm going to try and watch it that night. How I watch it, I don't know yet. So are you intrigued? Are you intrigued by anything on the main roster here? Well, yes. Um, I mean, I I think the main event is going to be a very good fight. Uh, I think it has potential to be the fight of the night. I'll tell you my other uh, potential candidate of a fight that could play into that role. And uh, I also like seeing Shevchenko fight, who is the co-main event. Uh, she's taking on Jennifer Maya, and uh, she's a heavy, heavy favorite. I mean. And she has right to be, um, you know, it makes sense. She's been dominant. She has three losses, two of them to arguably the goat of the women's division, which I, I don't think there's too much of an argument, but, um, Amanda Nunez, she has two losses to her. And then one that came back in 2010, which is a long time ago, obviously. And, uh, she's obviously picked up a gang of wins since then and has improved. Uh, and that loss was before she lost to Amanda Nunez both of those times. So, you know, I think Shevchenko is definitely the best flyweight uh, fighter in the world um, for the women's division, that is. And uh, I think if there's anyone to beat Amanda Nunez, it would be Shevchenko. You know, obviously Shevchenko's lost to her twice, but um, I think she's the best one who has the shot. Now, obviously, that tells you how I think about this fight. Uh, I think Shevchenko's going to dominate for the most part. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I could even go as far as saying she probably won't lose a round. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I think she'll, she'll win every round in the fight and probably get a KO in round three. She's just that dominant. Um, she's that good. And, uh, I think she could just continue having title defenses until they're ready to, uh, have Amanda, you know, have her fight Amanda Nunez again for, you know, the scrap at 135. So you could honestly say that that the co-main event here it has or at least holds a little bit more weight than the flyweight uh, main main event because, like you said, if she picks up a win here, it, it's Bullet versus Amanda for a third time, thrice. The yeah, I mean, back when Amanda back when Amanda uh, defended her belt. Um, the last fight she had at, at UFC 250, I said on Instagram, I said that the next fight that, that makes sense competition-wise should be Shevchenko. Um, now, they obviously weren't going to have that happen. They were going to have the fight against Megan Anderson, 
uh, for UFC 256, but Amanda Nunez got hurt, so dropped out of that fight. They're probably going to reschedule it. Um, but what I would say is I think fight-wise, they hold the same value, but I think Shevchenko has a little bit of a bigger name than Figueroa or Perez. Right. I mean, I wouldn't even count out Jennifer Maya in this fight. 17-6, and six, she definitely has a veteran presence in, in the octagon. I totally agree with you when it comes to Valentina, though. Just striking is definitely going to out, out sees Jennifer here, but I, I wouldn't count her out. It's kind of like the main event. Like, yes, you expect uh, one side to go over, but at the same time, don't count that other competitor out because they're just as experienced, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. And I think, I think Perez has a much better chance than Maya to get the uh, upset win. But, you know, I, I think right now it's just really hard to beat Shevchenko and, and she's very well-rounded as well. You know, she's got good ground game. Um, I, it's a very similar main event and co-main event, except I would say Perez has probably a little bit of a better chance than Maya. So who do you like in the, the, the Means-Perry matchup? Mike Perry, Tim Means. I mean, Tim Means is the dirty bird. That, 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 that's the nickname here. He's 29 yeah. overall. Tremendous, tremendous experience over Mike Perry. That, that, that's the only thing I see here. Yeah, he's got a lot more fights, um, but I like Perry in this fight, and I'm probably going to take Perry by round two KO. Um, Perry went through, you know, two losses um, that kind of knocked him off track, and uh, one was against Vicente Luque and the other one against Jop Neal, and then he bounced back not long ago with a win versus Mickey Gall, and he looked good, um, although he the only cornerman he had in his corner was his girlfriend. Uh, which was kind of interesting, but, but uh, he looked good. Like he, you know, he looked like he didn't do too much sparring, which showed, but once he got warmed up, he looked great. Uh, and, you know, he's got, he's well-rounded. He's got good ground game. He's got good takedown defense and he's got heavy hands. He likes to brawl. Uh, and, you know, against a guy who's got a lot of experience, that kind of style could give you problems. And I think, uh, Mike Perry's got, you know, maybe he's got less fights, but I think he's got a lot of experience behind him as well. He's going to have an extra cornerman besides his girlfriend this time. Uh, so that should be interesting, but uh, I think he'll get it done. You know, um, he is the favorite in this fight. And uh, I liked how he looked against Mickey Gall. I, I saw an improved Mickey Gall and Mike Perry beat him. So I, I like Perry in this fight. Interesting. Uh, to me, uh, to, uh, to me, still, to means with the experience. I know Mike Perry's kind of the young horse like you were explaining. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's yeah. out there. I will say that. What, what do you think of the women's uh, flyweight bout? So this is interesting. You know, you got Trukakian versus Calvillo. And Calvillo is the favorite, although Trukakian is the number two ranked uh, fighter in the women's flyweight division. Uh, she just lost to Jessica Andrade, um, who, you know, went over her in that uh, last fight. Um, but she's taking on Calvillo. Calvillo is ranked number four. Uh, Calvillo is the favorite. But I'm, I like Chukakian in this fight. I like her reach. Uh, I like her height advantage. She's got a little more fights, but I don't think that's going to play too much into uh, uh, being a factor. Um, I just like the, the size difference for the division and also the striking. I, I think she's got good enough takedown defense to keep it on the feet and to win on the feet. 
but I could see Calvillo getting a submission. You know, she's solid. She's a solid fighter. She's ranked the number four fighter in that division, not, you know, for any bad reason. Uh, she's obviously there for a reason. And uh, I'm going to go Chukakian by decision. I would say the exact same thing. I was actually just going to say uh, that's that one is definitely going the distance. I don't see either competitor walking away with a surmountable blow against one another. I just I don't think either one of them kind of stands out to me. But like like you said, going to decision is definitely uh, the likely alternative here. Yeah, I mean, and and I think Chukakian is a good enough fighter that she knows she doesn't want to be on the ground with a grappling fighter like Calvillo and. Uh, you know, I think she's going to do her best to keep it on the feet. And even if she gets taken down, she's going to try and get right back up and keep it where she wants it, you know? And I, I, for some reason recently, I've been liking to take underdogs whenever I can. Yeah. And uh, here's an opportunity. I mean, you'll always regret not taking uh, Geechee over Tony Ferguson five months. I will. I, I will. I will. You even took Geechee over Khabib. That, that's how much you, you, you switched your personality. No, 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 no. I said I wanted Geechee, but I'm going with Khabib. You went with Khabib in that on the pick? I went with Khabib. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Remember, I told you, I said, you know, if you're betting your life on it, you're going with Khabib. So I have to go with Khabib. Smart. I went with Khabib, but I, I wanted Gaethje to win. Did we ever talk about his retirement? We I don't think did we not. did. We did not. So did we you have that, that in, in the octagon right after that fight? Because we, we speculated that if he were to come back for one more fight, it, it would be go 50 and 0, right? So he ends 49 and 0. Or, or uh, 30, you mean? 30, yeah, 39. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I wasn't totally shocked just because he really didn't want to talk about what was next. He wanted to focus on, you know, what was in front of him, maybe because he's a humble guy, but also, you know, he, he's just very hardworking and he's, he, you know, I, like I said, he's humble. Um, so I wasn't too shocked. I almost liked it in a sense, you know, retire while you're on top. It's kind of like Henry Cejudo did, even though I'd love to see Henry Cejudo back. Um, but then again, uh, he was probably very emotional. You know, we didn't know that his mom wanted him to stop fighting. Uh, he said that in the post-fight interview. Um, and, you know, who knows? You know, maybe some time could go by, maybe a year, maybe two years. He's still young. He's only 32. Like, he could fight when he's 34, 35, and I'm sure he's only going to improve during that time, you know? Um, but what I would say now hearing how Dana White speaks is that he is going to try and get to 30, you know? Um, and I think that's partially because that's what his father wanted. And uh, I think, you know, the UFC will give it to him. Uh, Dana White said that he's not going to strip Khabib of the, of the belt. They haven't officially announced Connor versus uh, Poirier just because I think Connor hasn't signed yet, but I think it's, set to happen, you know, it's just a matter of them signing and then they officially post it, but uh, that's going to take place uh, in January on pay-per-view. Um, but it's not going to be for the belt or an interim title. So that kind of shows you they're planning on Habib fighting again. They're probably not sure what I think uh, in my opinion, I think the only thing that is that's next for him is uh, a legacy fight or a fight up at 170. I don't think, another title defense against a guy he's beat already really does much unless he's going to plan on fighting like five times, then I'd say, okay, be like John Jones or Demetrius Johnson and start 
beating guys over again and defending your belt a ton of times. Um, but I'd say take as much time as he needs, you know? Um, but it wasn't super shocked. Like, and you mentioned it too. Like, Dana White said it, like, right after the fight. He's like, yeah, he kind of yeah, said it in the moment. It was kind of premature. He was letting his emotions uh, run through him, run deep. So, like, yes, he retired in the ring, and he probably has had it on his mind for a long time. But, like, don't be shocked if he thinks it over for a few months and thinks, okay, maybe I do want to get to that uh, even number and go undefeated. Yeah, look, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I'd yeah. be a little surprised if it's soon. I'd, I'd say at the very earliest, the end of the end of 2021, so probably a year from now, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe even in 2022. Now, will they let him hold the belt that long? Who knows? They'll probably have to see who a possible opponent for him would be. Yeah. Who, who do you like on the uh, – just a switch back to the, the card, the final fight we haven't covered. Uh, you like Paul Craig's chances against Marcio? Mauricio. I, I, I like Mauricio Shogun Ruga, uh, Rua in this fight uh, against Paul Craig. They have fought once before. It went, it was a draw. Um, and, you know, surprisingly, you know, you think Rua is, you think Shogun's kind of washed up. Listen to this fact. He hasn't lost since 2000 and uh, he's actually, my bad. He's only lost once since 2015. It's a little crazy. He has five wins, one loss, and one draw in that time span. Um, that draw obviously being to Paul Craig and that loss being to Anthony Smith. Uh, he's had five wins in that time period. So he's obviously pretty legit. Um, he is an underdog. Another why I kind of like him in this fight. Uh, and he's got good experience, much more than Paul Craig. Um and, you know, Paul Craig is going to be a little bit dangerous, you know, maybe with a submission, but I think Rua is good enough to prevent that. And uh, I'll take him by decision in this fight, probably. So the, so that's the UFC 255 card um, brought to you by MMA Mike. What do you, so 256, I've heard rumblings over the past few days. We, we talk about, or at least you talk about him a lot on the show. We, we barely mentioned Bellator, but you do talk a lot about Michael Chandler. And Tony yes. Ferguson says that he wants Michael Chandler at UFC 256 on December 12th at the Apex in Las Vegas. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think it makes sense. I think it's a good fight. I think it's probably the fight to make for the division, honestly. Um, it's a good fight for, for Tony Ferguson to get back, and uh, it's a good fight to test Michael Chandler's waters. You know, They're both good in the grappling department and they're both good in the striking department. So it'd be interesting. It would be probably a pretty, pretty bit of a war. Um, I like the fight a lot. Now, Michael Chandler says he does not want to take that fight. Obviously Tony Ferguson's dying for it. Uh, I think Fer Ferguson wants to fight before the end of the year. Um, so I, I, we're probably going to see that the next month on the card with Poirier and McGregor. You think so? I think so. I, I, I think I think that's kind of what Chandler wants. And uh, Chandler claims that he would have fought uh, Ferguson um, beforehand. And Ferguson said no. Bef I'm saying before this pay-per-view. And uh, Ferguson said no. And now he says he doesn't. Chandler says he doesn't want to fight on this pay-per-view. So I think it's just disagreements on when they want to fight. And I think... Uh, Ferguson's not going to want to sit out longer. I think he wants to fight as soon as possible just because maybe he's in good shape right now. He's been working out, training. 
Um, but I think he's going to, they're both going to come to terms and just be like, all right, let's fight. And it'll probably, it, it's a big fight. It yeah. would definitely be a fight night main event. But I, I think they're going to put it on a pay-per-view under, it would make sense. You know, you make the next biggest lightweight uh, division fight on the same card as the main event of Poirier and McGregor, um, which makes it different though, that it's a three round fight compared to a five round fight. It changes a lot. Ferguson is, is a different fighter in, in multiple rounds, uh, you know, three versus five. So we'll see when it gets announced, but that definitely can affect my prediction. I mean, now that you mention it, I wouldn't be shocked to see both of those fights on the card because Dana White planned for a stacked UFC 256. I mean, they canceled Usman versus Burns and Amanda Nunez versus Megan Anderson for that pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they end up announcing. You know, you would think maybe they would try to push that fight uh, onto that card just so that way it could happen. I think that's why McGregor wanted to fight on that card. Um and for whatever reason, they just pushed them to January. But uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, it's 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 all up to the man. Dana White, I, you know I mean? do I do like the Chandler Ferguson matchup though, just from a storytelling aspect. Because again, Michael Chandler gets to test the UFC waters, but at the same time, nobody's hungrier for a win more than Tony Ferguson. Because exactly, he, he needs it. He needs it. Completely. Because not only does he need it. But he came so close to finally getting that date with Khabib, only to get a consolation prize, only to lose that consolation prize to Justin Gaethje, uh, only to go to the back of the line. Nobody's hungrier for a win more than Tony Ferguson. And quite frankly, you could say the same about Michael Chandler wanting to prove himself in a UFC ring. So I find it very intriguing uh, if we get that matchup next month. You're totally right about that. And another thing is, is that if Tony Ferguson loses this fight, I mean – this really puts him even farther back. You know what I mean? He needs it big time. Um, so you hit that right on the nail, right on the head. Uh, he needs that more than anything. I mean, I'm very interested to see what 256 holds. Like, like, like we said, we had two big fights planned, Usman and Burns, and then you had Anderson versus Amanda Nunez, both being chopped, both being canceled. So if you do place McGregor, and Poirier, if, you are, if you're able to slide that in, give Connor what he wanted, a fight by the end of 2020, which is nuts because he had a fight at the beginning of this year. And with everything yeah. that happened, he retired. He said he was never coming back. And it was boxing Manny Pacquiao, pandemics, protests, elections, everything going on. And by the end of 2020, he has a second fight. At the end, of, you're going to look back at this year and be like, Connor McGregor had two fights that year, even though he retired and had everything else going on. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice, but I, I, I think they're going to end up making that fight in January, um, at the end of January, on, on, the, on the next pay-per-view. Unfortunately, I, I think that's what it's sounding like. Um, but now, now, just to touch right back on Tony Ferguson really fast, if he does win, and he picks up maybe one more win in a, like a number one contender's fight, he could potentially be in line to face Khabib, and... and uh, that's one fighter that Habib has not fought in the division. Would be a great title defense. Habib, I mean, it's the fight everyone wants. Cross if your he, mother if he could pick up, fingers, Mike. If he could pick up some wins and, and you know, they didn't strip Habib, they could make the fight. I mean, Tony Ferguson's going to have to be active, going to have to beat some tough guys, but you could potentially make that fight for, I think, the sixth time now. So we'll see. We'll see. 
We can only speculate for now. We do want to get into, we mentioned boxing a little bit, Mike Tyson, and this kind of like went under the radar for us. Uh, Mike Tyson fighting Roy Jones Jr. November 28th. It's his first boxing match in what, 20 plus years? Oh, I don't even know. It's 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 Mike Tyson, though. It's Iron Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to watch. No, for sure. I mean, I'm interested to see what the uh, pay-per-view number is going to be. I think it's a little pricey. I mean, it is Mike Tyson, though. I mean, you probably could just have Mike Tyson fight alone, and uh, that's what it is. But, I, I, you know, a big motivation for him this fight is that the fight's for charity. Well, most of it's going to charity. I think that's why he's fighting. He spoke on Rogan's podcast saying that uh, it's given him a little bit of uh, more meaning behind the fighting, that he's doing it for charity. So uh, he's not doing it for money, you know. He's doing it for charity. So that's interesting. Uh, maybe a little bit different, but kind of meets his uh, new persona. Different, different motivation. He's still going to be the same animal, same intensity. We're going to see him. I agree. I mean, you look at this guy in the gym, and he looks unbelievable. He looks like a gorilla. I mean, he's in great shape. He's, what, he's 54 years old? I mean, come on. The guy is, he looks amazing. And uh, I I think he's going to knock out Jones pretty fast, if I'm being honest with you. Like, he's like I think he's going to go in there and do what he used to do. He's going to march down and just lay down haymakers. Like, I mean, and how do you stop it? Especially when you're old. I mean, come on. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because he was going to – he was, like, this close. I know the audience can't see this because it's on audio, but, like, my fingers are literally touching each other. He was this close – to facing Chris Jericho in a wrestling ring for all elite wrestling at, at AEW Dynamite. So close to getting Jericho versus Tyson, 54-year-old versus 50-year-old. <laughs> I mean, they could do something like that once Tyson's going to be done with, you know, this fight. I'm sure something like that could end up happening. But I, I think a big win for Tyson, I think uh, you could see him again. I think you might see him again because there's a couple older guys that kind of train, you know, because they were talking about some other guys that he might fight. Um, I don't know if this will be I, – I, he kind of sounds like he might want to fight again. So I think we could see him again. So on the topic of that, we do have a very special treat for our audience for this episode. For both the MMA Mike show as well as the O show, he sent us a personal message over the weekend, got back to us in less than 24 hours, which I thought was outstanding. When I reached out to his publicist, I didn't expect an answer back for like at least a few days, a week tops. But he got back to us in less than 24 hours. He told us to bend a knee, which I loved. I loved the uh, in-character promo that he cut on us. Uh, and since we didn't get the interview, we got this instead. And we mentioned, you already mentioned his name on the show. He walked to the ring with Mike Tyson on AEW Dynamite. Uh, we talk about what inspires him next uh, to compete in next, whether it is MMA or freestyle wrestling. You, you asked him the question why uh, or what. Or even he, boxing. Yeah, what he thinks even is, boxing. is different between freestyle wrestling, boxing, and MMA. And then, of course, I got the honor to ask him why he showed up with Mike Tyson in AEW. All in character answers, but nonetheless, he is a right now, he's a retired professional mixed martial artist and freestyle wrestler, former UFC champion, flyweight and bantamweight champion. Simultaneously, uh, he's the fourth fighter in UFC history to hold titles in two different weight classes and the second to defend two titles in two different weight classes. Mike, we got him for the show today. 
future Hall of Famer, Henry Cejudo. So this is a public service from you, truly King Triple C. The Olympic champ, the flyweight champ, and the bantamweight champion of the entire world. In other words, Anyhow, the GOAT. First question. What challenge in combat sports inspires you the most to want to compete in next? The fight that would really inspire me is to make that overgrown baboon, that overgrown midget, Alexander Volkanovsky, bend the knee. That's the fight that inspired me. Question two. Why did you join Mike Tyson on AEW Dynamite with Chris Jericho in May? Why? Because I am the next WWE AEW superstar. That's why that's next for me. What's the biggest difference between MMA and freestyle wrestling for you? The biggest difference is... First of all, freestyle wrestling, wrestling in general, is just a lot more competitive. As as much as I love mixed martial arts and whatnot, it's more popular, more mainstream, looks more brutal on TV. In reality, the difference is that freestyle is just so much more competitive. It's so much harder, to be quite frank. Anyhow, Mike Bataglino, I know you're Italian, booked by Jaco Jara. You guys have a good one, but you guys can both do me a favor and bend the damn knee to triple C. That was some riveting audio, Mike. Seriously, like less than 24 hours he sent us that. I sent it to you right away. I was in Sedona on Sunday hiking with some friends, and I I got that. I'm like, I'm sending that to him right away. Like, that's incredible that he got it to us in less than 24 hours. Yeah, it, w- it was pretty sweet that it came that fast. Um, and also that he would take the time to just do that uh, and answer two guys. That he has no clue who they are. And But I liked, I liked the answers. Um, I like Henry Cejudo a lot. And I was just saying before, I really wish he'd, he'd come back and compete. I think he's in the prime peak of his, of his age and physical ability. Um, I think he could be you know, one of those guys who's just dominant and would just – clean out the division and completely he's almost that elite level where he would just win every fight. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to see what's next for him. Uh, he obviously wants to take on Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, which I think would be a very interesting fight. Um, he is a little bit smaller, but Volkanovsky is a little bit smaller for the 145 division. So it would be interesting. I mean, Cejudo is just an athlete. He's legit, you know, it would be fun to see, but I could also see him trying to box or, you know, but I, that's what inspires him next is the fight with Volkanovski. And he really took uh, Dominic Cruz to town the last time we saw him fight a few months back. Before he retired, he shows up on AEW television on TNT in Cody Rose's house in uh, uh, Jacksonville, Florida to confront Chris Jericho. It was him, Vitor Belford, and Mike Tyson. I would not mess with any one of those three people. Could you imagine yeah. that entourage coming your way? Yeah, it was a little bit of an interesting scene. I remember just like seeing it on social media and then walking. I'm like, what was that? It was very interesting because Jericho, I mean, yes, he's a professional wrestler. It's all scripted, but like he could probably hold his own 250 plus pounds. Uh, Jake yeah. Hager, Bellator fighter, let alone wrestler. Uh, he could hold his own. Like that, that's definitely yeah. an interesting fake fight to have in the ring with a bunch of guys who are used to sparring for real. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it's an interesting mix match uh, of guys coming at you. You know, it's it, it's 
I wouldn't want to deal with that. Yeah. Even if I could pick the group, that's I, I just wouldn't. Well, what do you think of Tyson versus Jones, the card in general? Is this literally the, the one fight we have to look forward to on November 28th? I mean, I guess the only other fight you could kind of look at that at least stands out to me is is the Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson fight, which I'm almost a little shocked that they even put it on there because they're not like a even celebrity like, fight. They're not even to me like real like fighters. Yeah, it's like a celebrity fight. I'm a little surprised that they put it on, but since they put it on, you know, they made it the co-main event. I don't even know. Like I, I see videos of Jake Paul fighting guys in the gym, but it looks like they don't even know how to fight. I mean, Nate Robinson's a, you know, professional athlete. Uh, you know, obviously he was in the NBA and uh, I believe he tried, you know, making it on some NFL teams. Like he's athletic. He's, a, you know, an athlete. Uh, Jake Paul, what, he's a YouTuber. I mean, come on. Um, Jake Paul's in wicked shape though. I'll give him I that. know. I know. I, he looks good. He is training. He is. I think he has aspirations to try and actually box and fight. But I think his head's a little bit bigger than his, you know, like heart, I guess you could say. I mean, he wants to take on all these fighters and he's very fresh to the sport of fighting in general, you know? So like, I mean, I guess, you know, Nate Robinson, you know, you maybe box a couple other guys, keep improving, keep winning. Maybe you could start to fight a name, like an actual fighting name, but like, I don't know. I guess we got to see what happens, but uh, I'd like to see Nate Robinson win, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Jake Paul's just that arrogant to you. This is like CM Punk in the UFC. Yeah, but Punk, Punk at least, like, I don't know. I feel like it's much different. Punk was a, a pro wrestler. Punk didn't, like, Punk wasn't a YouTuber, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, like, promoting all this stuff. Like, he was very down to earth and real, even in his, like, you know, uh, post-fight interviews after he got the shit rocked out of him. You know, he's very raw and 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 uh, real about it. You know what I mean? So it's a little different in my opinion, but uh, similar, I guess you could say, in the sense that it's a, kind of a celebrity. I mean, uh, on the topic of uh, punk and the wrestling side, have you seen Brock Lesnar recently? No, I haven't, and he hasn't returned, has he? Has he got a goatee? He's got a massive goatee. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Look at that thing. Yeah, that's big. That is <laughs> – what's he do? Any word on him or no? He's just hunting in South Dakota, man. Or not even. He's up in Canada. He lives in Saskatchewan. Oh, wow. However, they have been saying that uh, him and WWE are growing farther and farther apart. So there's that. Oh, really? Wow. You think he <laughs> might move to AEW? I'm thinking he's going to go back to mixed martial arts in some capacity. I wouldn't be uh, how I, I I don't know how I don't think it. I don't I don't I mean, know. All we can do is speculate right now what he's going to do. At the end of the day, yeah, I like mean, we always say Lesnar's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. But I was shocked. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll hear it when it happens. But I mean, I have no clue like what makes sense for him right now in the UFC. I mean, maybe in Bellator he could fight. Fedor, but I don't, I don't know. So, and it, all we can do is speculate on that end. Yeah. Back, back to the Tyson and Jones fight. So, do you think if Mike Tyson uh, wins this one in convincing fashion, I think he's going to have to win this one in convincing fashion to convince people that he's like back and, and better than ever, the, the ego's back or whatever he's saying. 
Uh, like to me, he's going to have to win in convincing fashion to even want to grant him another fight. Yes. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm doing a, when you're asking these questions, I'm kind of referencing to how he was speaking on Rogan's podcast, just because that was kind of the most that I've seen, um, as far as him speaking about it, uh, it seems like he wants to keep fighting. You know what I mean? I think he's almost not sure. I think this is a little bit of a test run, obviously, depending on how this fight goes, um, can determine his mindset moving forward. Um, with a win, I think he'll want to compete regardless again with a convincing win. I think he'll definitely want to, you know, with a loss, I, I don't, I don't even know. I can't really see him losing if I'm being honest, but, um, I don't think he's looking too far ahead. I think he's just looking at this fight. I think he thinks I want to keep fighting, but I don't know how far ahead, like how big of names he wants, how legit fighters he wants. Um, I think that's all going to be put together once he fights. I think, I think, and again, he's going to have to really take, Roy Jones Jr. to town on... on He's going to have to look like he used to, which he very well could. I mean, he could put out Roy Jones Jr. Right, I'm not going to underestimate him. Obviously, he's Iron Mike. He's the baddest man on the planet, or at least he was. He's going to have to regain that title in some way. But if he does do that, he's he's definitely going to want one uh, hungry young fighter before he goes and retires again. To prove that he still has it, yeah. Whether whether it's Tyson Fury or whether... Someone uh, a little bit lower on the ladder. I know. I just feel like it's a very tough fight right now just because, like, I know he's in great shape, but he's just so much older, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if he, like, if he looks great, I don't think you can give him, like, a title fight right away. I mean, I think you've got to – he's got to fight maybe two time, two more times, you know, try and get uh, have a little bit of a better fighter opponent each time you know what i mean and if he keeps knocking the guys out then i could say okay you can make that argument you know what i mean but i think we're gonna see a lot in this fight um we're gonna see a lot and we're gonna see where tyson's at um and i really think it goes one of two ways you know like he goes in there and he knocks him out fast or we see a long kind of decision um so we'll see but eight rounds two-minute rounds, I believe, so we'll see. I mean, Definitely regulated, but, like, again, like, I'm not underestimating Mike Tyson. It's, it's regulated to a degree, I think, but he says, like, I'm going in there to fight. I watched a little bit of the press conference, and it sounds who it was actually uh, mediated by Ariel Helani, but um, but uh, you really get jailed to narrate these ones and mediate uh, some of these fighters. Yeah, I know, I know. He, he's, he, I love We are, we are big Chael and people. We are, we are. You know what, we should try and reach out to him. I would, that is a dream interview. Like, now that you mention it, like, when I list my dream interviews, like the the world, the Chris Jericho's of the world, I never think of Chael Sonnen. I would love to cut a promo with Chael Sonnen. Yeah, yeah. You know what, we got to try and get on that somehow. But he doesn't follow anyone on Twitter, and uh, yeah, it'll be a little tough. But we got to try and get on that. Hey, we but, thought Henry, um, we thought Henry Sahito was going to be tough. Yeah, that's true. Famer, we and got him. That is true. Our, so back to 
back to what I was trying to say before I know I, I started rambling on. Um, Tyson did say though, and, and, and Jones agreed, like, this is going to be a fight. They're going in there, they're going to hit each other and they're trying to knock each other out. It's going to be a fight. I know they have rules a little bit regulated and it's a little different, um, but they're going to try and rip each other's heads off. So should be fun. Should be fun to see. What's Roy Jones Jr.'s uh, motivation for coming back in this fight? We obviously Mike Tyson, everybody knows his motivation. What's Roy Jones's? I think similar, you know, he just wants to compete. He's in shape, you know, wants to see what he can do. Um, obviously he's going to be fighting in a completely different weight class. You know, he never fought at heavyweight. So, uh, should be interesting, but I, you know, I think he's in shape and kind of wants to do the same type of thing. You know, it'll be, I mean, Mike Tyson, 54 years old, I'm not underestimating him because we all knew what happened at WWE Survivor Series in 2016. Goldberg coming back after 20-plus years outside of the ring. Demolishes Brock Lesnar in the squared circle, 90-second squash. You remember that. Yeah, I do. I do. It's um, possible. He got his redemption, though, so that was important and good. But that was the beginning of the end. For you watching WWE television. Yep, beginning of the end. What a good year, Mike. I'm not going to lie. The Thunderdome, no fans. It's been great storytelling. You know what? I saw something uh, the other day that I actually wanted to ask you, and I, I, I'm forgetting about what it is. Um, oh, oh, the McIntyre thing. Uh, was that a good, like, entrance for Raw? They were saying it's, like, the so it, legendary it was, entrance of Raw of all time. So he came out in a kilt <laughs> and had this giant samurai sword from, like, Scott. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Game, I guess. And uh, it was one of his original entrances, like 15 years ago when he first stayed. Oh, wow. So there was a comparison picture of him doing it then when he was kind of like skinny, fat, uh, long, tied back hair with no facial hair to what he looks like now. Like now, yeah. Transformed, like jacked to the gills, like completely transformed um, and with a giant uh, uh, facial hair with a beard and a goatee. Like he looks completely remastered redefined it's insane it was actually very intimidating he just beat randy orton for the wwe title on raw oh crap okay okay so that's that was the entrance for yeah so it's going to be at survivor series champion versus champion drew mcintyre versus roman reigns and roman reigns is a heel now with paul Heyman. Uh, yeah we yeah i remember you saying that Okay. okay. So things are heating up. I mean, it's been four years now since that Lesnar Survivor Series. Maybe we, we, we got to watch. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, maybe. Maybe I'll start. I don't know. I think I, I don't think I could watch until the fans are back. That's I'm being a, honest. a silly excuse. The fans are back digitally. No, they're, they're I don't want to see the digital fans. I don't, I don't want to see that. Dude, everybody's in attendance, even Chris Benoit. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like watching it just, I, like, I don't know. I got to see. If stuff stuff starts to heat up, maybe, but we'll see. Maybe when you're home, I'll watch it with you. But I don't know if I could do it on my own. Well, I know what you're gonna watch this weekend at some point. Maybe not live, but maybe the next day. UFC 255 live from the Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. We will discuss more about Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Uh, probably next week, because we got ten days until that fight. Ten days until Iron Mike returns to the squared circle. First time in 20-plus years. It's going to be very exciting. Thanks to Henry Cejudo for uh, making that video for us on today's episode. Definitely a coup for both of our podcasts, given that we're uh, a couple of nobodies uh, trying to make it big in the podcast world. Uh, But thanks to him, and uh, thank you to you, Mike. We got another big weekend on our hands this week. Yeah, man. Uh, It should be a good one. 
every pay-per-view is a pay-per-view that I look forward to. Even though I may not purchase it, I'm still excited to watch the fights. Um, even if I don't watch it live, I'm probably going to watch it right after as soon as I can. That was episode 24. Henry Cejudo, thank you very much from myself as well. I know Jack said it, but I want to thank you as well. Catch you guys later. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.